0: Good morning. I'm Jim McGinnis. Welcome to the backyard. I'm waiting for the uh, sirens to stop and the planes from flying over so I can tell you a story about our beloved Great Black Lab Indy. I hope you enjoy it. Indy! Back here! Indy! Yep. My daughter found her on the fourth day of July, so we called her Independence Day. That comes from Mellon Camp. Indie. Shadow Black Dog. Sweet girl. Inge. You hang out in the McGinnis Republic and you get plenty of names. Now Marley, our crazy chocolate lab, I think he was about four years old when Megan called us from Pennsylvania. She was she had found a puppy while there on vacation with some friends and she begged to bring her home and I resisted uh, Marley was finally settling down a little bit and I longed for a little calm in our home life yeah right. Who am I kidding that dog never settled down and of course I caved and Meg brought Indy home on the plane and thus began the story of our sweetest dog Perhaps the smartest, stubbornest, but surely the sweetest. Indy had two companions throughout her good life. Marley, of course, and then recently over the past couple years, Stella. Stella Grace, the Belgian Shepherd. While some dogs greeted visitors with barks and growls, Indy would bring you a stick. Welcome. A ball, stuffed flamingo, whatever she could find. Don't pick it up. Please don't pick it up. And Lord, don't throw it. Because if you do, you're stuck. She will not stop, or let you stop for that matter. And if you try, well, that's when the barking starts. Ask the Melbourne police officer who, while searching for a fugitive in our neighborhood, was tricked into throwing a stick. There he was, gun in hand, playing fetch. I guess there is indeed just a little Mayberry still alive in Melbourne, thankfully. How about John, our longtime postman, who would sometimes find Indy or Marley? in his truck when he returned from delivering the mail to our house. John had treats you see. Indy was a water dog. Her exploits made even other labs stop and say dang. Her favorite pool toys were the kind that sunk so she could dive to the bottom to retrieve them and the grandkids had no chance of beating her to the diving rings. I can assure you of that. Indy swam in pools, rivers, and creeks, the Atlantic Ocean, and the Gulf of Mexico. And she became quite the city girl also, walking with us down the streets of Savannah, Asheville, St. Augustine, Key West, and Melbourne. I remember that one evening downtown when Kay and I met the Thunderbirds who were in town for an air show and the pilots came over to our table to, well, not meet us, but Indy, of course, who was sitting at my feet. Marley, that big brown force of nature who spent 12 years disrupting or defining our lifestyle. Well, most of the time, Marley and Indy were inseparable, partners in crime, like peas and carrots. And to each of them, every morning was Christmas morning. And, you know, you could really learn how to live from them. Like most dogs, they love to ride jeep, trucks, you name it. Their places were right beside me, unless Kay was with us, and then they got relegated to the back, but um, most of the time Marley was on the front seat, riding shotgun, while Indy either had her head out the back window or was standing on the center console, oftentimes pressing herself against me, uh, so close to me that I had little or no peripheral vision. That might explain some of my erratic lane changes through the years. Both Indy and Marley loved beaches, ball fields and the mountains of North Carolina, and taking the boat to the Spoils Islands. Oh, how they loved that, heading south. Marley would sometimes disappear though, foraging the island for something dead or gross to roll in. Not Indy, She spent her time racing up and down the sandbar, chasing sticks of course, and she has passed that torch on to Stella. I remember how those dogs never left my side when I was sick. Dogs seem to have a particular instinct about such things, and I owe them a debt of gratitude. Kay would say they never left your side when you were well either, Mac, and I admit that's probably true. We were tight, wherever I was, they were there. On the boat, in the yard, in the recline, or even in the bathroom, for crying out loud. On rides and walks, or just evenings out on the porch, where I told them my thoughts, of course, on baseball, football, politics, and poetry. Marley would just sit there and give me a big guttural sigh. But Indy would stare up at me with those dark eyes, as if to say, just get along with it all. She'd position herself right by my chair so I could reach her ears while I rocked. As each of my dogs showed signs of age, I couldn't help but think of how quickly the human notion of time passes through a dog's life. I could see in their eyes, though, an understanding of time that I myself could not grasp. It is perhaps what John Muir called a practical form of immortality. Well, losing Marley threw us all for a loop, including Indy. Uh, It was a tough time there. But when Stella came into the family a couple years ago, Indy sprang to life. Second puppyhood, let me tell you. Whether it was playing an erotic game of fetch or swimming on the weekends, Indy taught Stella all the ins and outs of living the life, just as Marley had done for her. Now Let me tell you, there is a theory out there that Stella is a missing link to the lost, long lost Florida Black Wolf, and while Indy welcomes each visitor with a smile and a toy, yeah, the UPS and FedEx drivers are not too sure of Stella. It's quite the mixed message when you pull up to our house i looking back at this summer and what a summer it was. There were days when Indy paid dearly for her obsessive swimming and running, taking a few extra naps and hobbling around on arthritic knees, but soon she rallied and soon she was diving to the bottom of the deep end, kicking her toy under the gate for my benefit and scratching the tarnation out of me when I jumped in the water. And if she was in the yard, oh Lord, she was barking and biting the blower or dropping her toy strategically in front of the lawnmower, getting a real kick out of herself. I'd be semi-busy at times and I could feel this black dog staring at me as only she could do. And when I looked down, there she was, dropping her toy and backing up slowly. And if I hesitated, or pretended to ignore her, the barking began. Sure I got only a fraction of the work done I'd set out to do but I was it was really all okay with me. I'm a bit of a pushover and I dropped everything just to mess around with her. A few weeks ago, we said goodbye to Indy, right before Christmas. Sure didn't see that coming. Of course, Megan was there with that sweet girl she rescued on that summer day so many years ago. And Indy and I had one last talk. I whispered in her ear about the pool, the boat, the truck, the ball field, and of course, the spoils island she loved so much and I told her about a dream I had of sitting in the rocking chair on the porch and with all these dogs around me and I realized that they were all the dogs that I had ever known and loved all gathered together as if to say we're waiting for you when are you coming home I told her that Marley was there right up front of course and I asked her to wait for me And of course, I got that magnificent stare with those dark, dark eyes. One last time. Thanks, Inge, for the love and the chaos. I will take care of Stella. Thanks for the laughs and the tears you brought this family. Christmas doll. I know you're waiting for me somewhere. Till then, fair winds. Thank you.